Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. We want to welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. Um, we met you at BravoCon, actually. You're a former casting director. You do a daily podcast, which also airs on YouTube, Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to our podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, dames who dish and Gina. <laughs> nice to have you. We were telling you how impressed we are that you actually go on live every single day. When I started doing the show in January, it was January 6th of 2023. I was just on a walk, I remember, and I have like a full business as I would say like a marketing and business coach, right? Like I help a lot of entrepreneurs start their businesses online. And now I was really focusing on video coaching, podcasting, etc. So I've been doing it for a while. But then what happened was I've just been feeling like in the end of last year, exactly a year ago, I felt like a little bit like, oh, I just need something that feels more connected to me, something more of like a passion project. That's literally what this was. So when I started the show, actually what I did was I would go live on TikTok. So I would have my phone like to the side here and I would look at my computer and record for the show. And then afterwards, I would upload the show onto YouTube and my TikTok community grew real fast because when you go live on TikTok, like it shows up in your algorithm. And I'm thinking that that's what that was like the catalyst to everything, because like I met so many of my daily listeners in that way. Mm -hmm. And they just randomly found me because I was talking about, you know, Vanderpump Rules or whatever, or Jeff Lewis or whatever. Yeah, amazing. We listened to you and we found you because you talk about all the shit that we talk about. And it's not mm -hmm. just Bravo. We like to talk sister wives. We like to, you know, we're, we're literally old school day one reality TV fans. And that's yep. what brought us, you know, me and Gina together talking about all the old shows. And then now we've just morphed into all the new ones. And now there's so many that it's impossible to keep up with all it's of them. It's too many yeah. to keep up. But we would and love to pick them, your brain about a few. Well, but most of the yeah. shows that are on TV honestly suck right now. Like, yeah. the, like the, the, honestly, Bravo does it really well. Most of their shows just nail it for the most part. Netflix is a hit or miss. Like, there's some shows on Netflix that I think are amazing and some just eh. But, like, then there's, like, traitors which is so good and um you know of course i was a golden bachelor fan which i'm sure we'll talk about but traitors by the way traitors came out with its um season two premiere whatever trailer today and if you're an old school like real world person i got so excited i oh, was like trishelle everybody and Janelle. i know Crazy. it's gonna be amazing it has old bachelor people it has pilot pete is in it it's gonna oh be my great gosh. it has mj's uh, in it yeah yes. uh, tamra is in it a few of the mm. big brother janelle oh, janelle there's another guy though i think i forget what his name is dan dan, dan. he's mm -hmm. in it like all stars. How gross is it that Miami Marcus is on with uh, Larsa. Larsa. Oh, Larsa? Like they're on it together. That that, that actually makes I, me sick to my stomach. I, they can't be apart. I can't stand Larsa. I can't. Larsa is, I mean, seriously, like if we, I've talked about this before on my show, like if we had to have a group of people that needed like empathy training oh. right, on all the housewives, Larsa would be number one in line. I mean, there's a few others on all the shows. Actually, on every single, um, you know, franchise, there's, like, one that really needs it. Like, Mary. Mary uh, from Salt Lake City needs empathy training. She doesn't understand. Well, she's just um, on another planet altogether. She just is 
and I can't and I can't get enough of her. I know. But with Larsa, with Larsa, I have to say, like she's so freaking hard to watch. She's so unlikable. She's so unredeeming. But also at the same time, it's the weirdest thing that she cannot be away from her boyfriend. This this is not normal behavior. No, it's not. It's very odd. And how does Marcus like that? I don't understand. Well, he's still in the love bubble. He doesn't. It'll wear off. It'll wear they off. shot this show. They shot Traders like just a few months ago. I remember this because we saw that like MJ yeah. was there and not on. It was I don't remember what month, but it was probably like September or maybe like August of this year. Right after um, I want to say Real Housewives of OC kind of wrapped up their season. So Larsa and Marcus have been together a solid year, I think. By I this think point, so. it, I feel like you can take a, a few weeks off. Ugh. Is it a trust thing with her? I don't get it. I think it's maybe sex. I hate to say it, but she says, mm. well, I like to have sex five times a night. Well, that's no. a lie. A that's a lie. If people talk about it too much, it's a lie. All 100%. these shows talking about their sex lives. What do you like? Nobody talks that? like that. We have lady friends that we get together with. <laughs> Never once have we ever talked about our sex lives. Not to that t- extreme. I will admit I have had conversations with my friends where they'll be like, it'll be really random where we'll be like, Wait, you like I have one girlfriend who is very proud of the fact that she likes to give oral sex and she talks about it so often and I look at her and I'm like, Are you okay? <laughs> is everything okay there? So it's more just in shock over it. It's not like, oh well, you like to do that, but I also like to hang from the ceiling <laughs> right. and, and get inserted with yeah. things. Like they are out of control. And I'm sorry, I've said this already. Like it's one thing to talk about it with your girlfriends at a dinner table over wine. It's another thing. To do it on a freaking national show where your your kids are going to watch this. I know. So odd. It, I would it die. <laughs> it is <laughs> odd. Were you saying that you were just picking up Trader season one? We just, well, we watched it. My oh, family okay. and I watched it, but we watched it late. Like, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to recommend something to you. Okay. Traders UK. Everyone's telling me that. It's so much. It's if really you good. Think, if you think the American version is good at all, you got to watch UK. It's twice three times four times it's as pretty good. good yeah it is so phenomenal and it's okay. nobody famous nobody fa- like we don't know them we don't know anybody on there right yeah i don't no, think so. i don't I mean, think so it's i never good. know people in the uk on that note i have to say and i wasn't even gonna talk about this but i watched the robbie williams on netflix oh, the man. documentary and i barely knew like robbie williams i go yeah he's i think he's like a singer from american idol i had no fucking idea <laughs> It's embarrassing how famous he is. In the UK. Not just in the UK, in the world besides the United States. The one that's married to Ida Field. Yes. So Ida was supposed to be a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Yes. And I know Ida because I used to cast her. I used to audition her and put her on TV. Oh, my God. wow. Well, Robbie Williams was just on Andy Cohen yesterday or the day before. And he said, I've been trying to get your wife on the show. And also, Robbie Williams is a huge Housewives fan. He knows all the franchises. He loves them. And he said, I would never let my wife and our family be open to that. It's just too much. I mean, he was exposed his whole life. He started at the age of 16 being filmed. I had no idea. This documentary is really good because... It just came out? It came out like in November. I need to watch it. I had no idea. It's very good. I think there's four episodes I know his name, but I would never like be able to recognize his no, music. You or would, anything. you would know a few songs. I think he was like a one-hit wonder here no, in the yeah. U.S. No. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he had like here. a one-hit wonder yes. in the U.S. Yes, and 
he went away, but it, they were talking about Kylie Minogue. It's the same thing. Like she's not that huge here, but everywhere else around the world, she's. It's you know, always like interesting Madonna. because I feel like most most times it's the opposite. Most times American stars are like you know become like global around yeah. the world or whatever. But like it's or maybe people and American stars aren't known in Japan or whatever. It's weird that we don't know of all things. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't know I'm a lot. Have to do some research. Do it and watch it. It's fascinating when he actually comes after he has sold like sold out concerts like fucking Taylor Swift stadiums. He comes to the United States and nobody knows him. He's on these little bit radio st- shows and they're like, so how many records do you have? And he's like, I, <laughs> I don't know crazy. who he is. It's how embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. He felt like he was felt like a loser. So it's actually a really good documentary. Anyway, okay. let's talk. You have an in at Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yes, my in. <laughs> your in is your husband. He's in. <laughs> He's all the way. I could do so many sexual innuendos with regard Same. to what you just said, but I won't because I'm not a fucking housewife. You had said something because you were there for a few of the things of what you saw and what you perceived, like with Mauricio and his dancing partner. What do, what do you think? I think 100%. They are in some capacity romantically linked, whether it's just physical, whether it's like actual feelings. You know, there's a few things that have shown us this. Number one, he and her have been caught holding hands going out to sushi. Okay, if you if you hold hands with your dance partner while you're married, like there's something going on, right? That's number one. Number two, their closeness is undeniable. When you're in the same room with them, so backstage, rehearsals, even watching. So I went to dancing three times. And I was at the Dancing with the Stars night. with It was a Taylor Swift night. So it was right after. Like Mauricio had been eliminated maybe two weeks before. So why was he there? Yeah, that's what, came, what I was wondering. When, he came the week after he was eliminated but wasn't on camera. He was just behind the scenes backstage just hanging with Emma. And then the week, because she's a dancer, so she's on every episode. And then the next week he was there on camera in the audience watching the show. And then the final, of course, he did have a little moment where he had to dance. But when I saw him, I looked backstage, I met him, I talked to him, I got smacked in the face by his white teeth. And then, (laughs) nice guy, very nice guy. Like, honestly, but he was so anxious. Like, his energy was not what I thought it would be when I met him. Because it was about 30 minutes before showtime. He did have a little bit of a dance, but like eight counts of a dance. It wasn't like something crazy. He was like, like Jason Mraz was right there and he was like, hey, nice to meet you, like recording videos with me. And Mauricio, who has like an eight count, was like, like so panicked. (laughs) So I turn around and I look and I like I met him, talked to him, took a picture, walked away. And it's a very big inside joke with my with my audience of, of Mauricio, because we just like we kind of it's kind of like a funny I don't know how to explain it, but. It's kind of fun to make fun of him right now. I don't know why. It's just he came off so weird on that show with his tongue out and, like, ripping open his shirt and really dark and white teeth. And, like, clearly he's going through his own midlife, like, situation. And I turn and I look and he and her are, like, face to face looking at each other. There is no way. There is no way they're not something oh she was just calming him down donna god he was so So nervous so on the but you know 
I don't judge him for a second. If I were no. him, I would also. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. He's a good-looking guy. He's successful. He's like, separated. Uh, more than separated. I mean, did you guys watch Beverly Hills last night? Yes. yes. I was going to ask you about that with Kyle. We know that Kyle and Morgan Wade went to Kathy Hilton's Christmas party, were pictured together, kind of the first, like, official, I don't know. I don't know what this was. It was like, why is she... The plus one. It was their hard launch, and it was. I think it was the hard launch, but they've been pictured together on red carpets. But like, for example, they were on a red carpet for what? Like, it's going to be on the show later this season. Kyle had some sort of um, like a fundraiser or a charity for her. I think in honor of her late friend that she like so sadly talked about, and um, and Morgan performed. So they did like a very for business red carpet, but this was a personal friend. Like a personal Christmas party. This was not a sponsored no. event. It was in front of the Christmas tree. And we and also know that they went together, because Jeff Lewis said it, they went together mm-hmm. to, what's her name? The Jackie comedian? Schimmel. Jackie Schimmel's Christmas party. Yeah. She brought her 100%. daughters also. But, okay, so her daughters are there. Why is Morgan Wade there? Because she's with Morgan Wade. She's, because they're dating. I mean, I hate to be like, I, and listen, I, I still get random comments where people are saying like, stop trying to out someone i'm like i'm not doing it like they're doing i'm not doing it no i'm just living my life for reporting on what we're seeing like it's not like i'm going into their personal emails but guys like we're we're aware enough of what like a natural chemistry is and when you watch them in the tattoo parlor and then you watch them even on facetime yeah I'm sorry, if I FaceTime with one of you ladies like that, like, just know I'm trying to get in your pants. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. I've never FaceTimed. I've, I FaceTime with my daughter when I'm putting on makeup and shit like that. It would make sense if she was talking, like, when she talks to Dorit and they're both getting ready for the event. Like, that makes sense because it's like, what are we going to wear tonight? What are you going to do? You know, whatever. But I have never sat at my vanity and FaceTimed a girl and and was like oh stop <laughs> and it's every day i mean i think they admitted they speak every single day what are you talking about every day well just the fact that she's been presenting her on the show as much as she has and we see next week we're gonna she's gonna be like you said performing yeah. at her charity event and all that stuff but even crystal said i think i don't even know what she was on it but she said i didn't even know how much morgan was on the show until except when i'm watching it yeah like she goes i knew that she performed because I was there, I didn't know how featured she would be. It's, honestly, it's it's so bananas to me, this entire experience, because it's very hard to watch Real House as a Beverly Hills. Well, the, honestly, love Crystal, and I actually know Crystal, but I'm bored by the Crystal and, and Erica Jane stories. Even Dorit stories, don't give it, I just want Kyle right now. Like, yeah. all, I just want a one hour of Kyle Richards. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, yeah. I'm so just Im- like immersed in wanting to see how she is with Mauricio and yeah. then with Morgan and then with her daughters. I want to see everything. I-, I feel like we've gotten to know them as this really solid, strong couple. And when you see that every single scene that Mauricio is in. Cringe. It's all. Okay. Right. It's yeah. all the same kind of an energy. It's never in a nice, sweet date night environment. It's always in an office or like in their living room, like very kind of awkward. Obviously, she's not showing him any affection or love. And yesterday, during that kiss, when he pulled her, she was walking past his him and he pulled her and grabbed her face, which I've never seen that kind of a kiss. No. 
they're always like, honey, honey, love you, love you, kiss, kiss, kiss. He's like grabbing and he's like, you're going to kiss me. And he knew that he had like he, the camera was there, like I'm kissing you. And the way she tried to run yeah. from that experience, you guys. Ugh. But this is what. So it's so nice to have like uh, audience members who are like incredible private detectives because one of them sent me a text saying, look at this. It's a comment from someone else's post, but basically saying like, if the timeline is correct, this is six to seven months after Morgan and Kyle start dating. Mm. And if you are in a relationship with someone that you love, you don't want to show, even though it's like effed, you feel like you're cheating on your girlfriend sure. by being by being in it like uh, intimate with your husband. Yeah, right? for sure. Right. I know it's you so messy. Write this shit. How is it going to end? I think my biggest question is, does Mauricio know at this point? Is he like, let's just keep putting on a show or, or does he know everything that's going on? Or is it a big secret? Is it hush hush? I don't Has think he, he met knows. Morgan Wade. Has she been to the house? Have they had dinner to get like what? I want to see that. Like you said, I would like to see a reality show with that. I just want to see behind the scenes, but, but here's what we do know. When Morgan and Kyle became kind of friendly, which was early 2022, she met her with like, I remember who was at the lunch or dinner. It was a couple of the daughters and Teddy Mellencamp and like a couple other people. Then last year when Kyle and Mauricio were still very much a couple, they went on like an Italian vacation and it was June, July. They always do these big like European summer vacations with the family. On the boat. And they went, they, yeah, like something very bougie and they went to Italy or somewhere like that, and there's a picture of Kyle, Mauricio, maybe two of the daughters, and Morgan. So they met up with Morgan on their vacation, but right after that trip was when Kyle came to L.A. and said, I'm never drinking again, and that was when things started to. So Mauricio has met Morgan. I don't know how well, but also what was so weird was when, like, when that I'm going to make you love me music video came out and there was like all this press about it and Kyle was posting about it and Morgan was posting about it. Mauricio was like liking all the posts. I know. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Yeah. It's, it's twisted. It's so, so weird. The, okay. So now I'm thinking we're going to watch this unfold. Do you, is it possible the end of this season, they're going to be a couple? They're, they're going to come out as a couple? No, you don't think so. Definitely not. No, I think what's going to happen is they are absolutely operating separately right now. They're shooting buying Beverly Hills currently. They're just like it's it's mm. just wrapping right now. That's his Netflix show. Yeah. So it's going to be a continuation of where Beverly Hills left off. And so my guess, because I think that Kyle and Mauricio are business people and right. they think like producers. My guess is they are holding off being very, very honest or solid about anything real. They had to say the separated thing. They had to come out with that because Mauricio messed up, I think. Yeah. He said it in like a TMZ outside of a dance studio. He was like, yeah, we're currently separated. Like he just threw it out there. And then, yeah. you know, Mauricio is like, he's not very good with press because he keeps messing up. <laughs> he keeps saying too much. And you know, Kyle's like, no. So... I think, you know, now that that news is out, they decided to run with that story. But I think their goal was that let's keep people kind of watching to the end of Beverly Hills to see if we're going to stay together. And maybe when buying Beverly Hills kind of picks up, Mauricio is now single. Sure. Or like separated going through that. Hey, I'd watch. I, I watched the first season. I'm just curious about their lives. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds because... <sighs> um, 
Kyle's very protective. I mean, she's very well media trained with all of her, you know, her background and her history as a child actor and whatever. She's very strategic. It'll be yeah, fun. It'll it's be, gonna be fun it'll to be watch. crazy. Okay, I want to talk to you about a few more things. Yeah. You went to the Hollywood House Lift premiere party. I did. How did you get I know you're in the biz, but you get in there. Well, I'll tell you, it was really it was a really cool kind of way that it happened. Michael Beck is the showrunner of Hollywood House Lift, and he's been an executive producer or a producer on so many Real Housewives over the years. He's done Married to Med. And I randomly got in a fight with him on a comment section of a Bethany post, okay? Oh, my gosh. So we get into it a few months ago, and because of that, we, like, it was this weird back and forth that I didn't like, so I go to his profile, and I see, oh, God, he's like a real deal. I see my husband's following him on Instagram. (laughs) So I go to, and he's following my husband, so I go to Lance, and my husband and I said, Lance, how do you know him? He's like, oh, this guy's like a real deal. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't, I thought I was fighting with some random dude. (laughs) And by the way, I'm not like someone that fights in comments, but they like, uh, whatever. So I send him a message. I'm like, I am so embarrassed. I'm so apologetic today. He's like, it's all good. We're fine. He follows me. We start talking, and then somehow he says in a DM, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm show running Jeff Lewis's show right now. I'm like, what? Do you know how much Trump? I'm obsessed with that show. So he and I meet for drinks at, um, you know, like the ho- the Holloway house. It's basically Soho house. Shit, yeah. Yeah. We, meet, we meet for drinks, have a great night. He tells me a lot of stuff that's vault, right, that I won't say. And then I told him when the show comes out, I'd love to interview for Daily Dose of Donna. So when that happened, when we set that up, it was through Amazon because he had to go through Amazon PR and then I got the invite that way. That was amazing. And I heard your interview with him. He's awesome. I have watched, I haven't watched the third episode. The first two episodes of Hollywood House Lift are so well done. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like Jeff said, they're quicker and the stars are interesting. I know. I was really into it. We watched it last Friday night. I need to watch the third episode. There's too much TV. There's too Too much much TV. You know what airs tonight? Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. Apparently, there's three episodes out already. I'm like, I'm sorry. I I guess we're not supposed to have lives. No, we're not supposed to have lives. Okay, we don't even have much time with you. I don't even know where to go. Let's talk about The Golden Bachelor. Just touch on it a little bit. What's happened since the proposal to Teresa? We are not Gary fans. Gary. Jerry fans. I used to be. I never, we never were. I'm just going to be honest with you. There was something about him from the beginning. Yeah. There's something about him wanting to date ladies who are just a few years older than us that really pissed <laughs> us off. We were very triggered by this. We're like, Wait, Gary, are you talking about Teresa? No, Gary <laughs> is 72 years old. There's a lot of 60-year-olds on there. Yeah, that's true. And we're like, no, 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 no. Well, I'm actually going to say that at least they didn't go into the 50s range. Yeah, I thought true. they would. I Originally, thought they would. I thought that too. And then when Lance worked, my husband worked on Golden Bachelor one or two days, and he comes home. This is like when they're on a group date or something, and he comes home, and I go, how was it? And he goes, I can't share too much because it's like NDA stuff. He goes, but I will tell you this. They literally talk about hearing aids. And I was like, (laughs) you're joking, LOL. And he's like, no, Donna, I'm not joking. Like, a long part of the day was about hearing aids. And now that when you watch the show, you're like, you get it. Yeah, you get it. So Gary is, he's. I call him AI Gary. He yes. does not feel real. He sounds like Kermit the Frog or Barney the Dinosaur. He is, hello, hello, Gary. I'm Gary. <laughs> I love my life. 
he really turned me off, like from the stuff that we were reading out of the show. But then that way he treated Leslie yeah, and the way he turned on her and she's like such a sweetheart. I met her at Dancing with the Stars, which that makes me think she's going to be the Golden Bachelorette, by the way, because she was the only one that was invited to Dancing with the Stars. My and only thought about that you? is, where are they going to find these? They got to find some really great guys for Leslie, a little younger, not fucking. Get, Gary was too old for Leslie and too, too like old, Dorky. old and too old in his attitude. Also, like, yeah. like pickleballs is made. That, like, oh god, I just can't. I can't. I'm so over Leslie Gary. dated Prince. Yes. Leslie dated exactly. like all these really cool exactly. And, and we talked about that. We're like, she's so fucking cool. <laughs> What's she doing, with Gary? <laughs> I know. No. So there was an article on Slate that said Leslie has dated all these really cool rock stars and friends. Like, what is she doing with this nerd? Yeah. Right. I hope she's the next one, and I hope they go a little bit younger in her age. Kind of get some sixty-year-old guys, but However, young, young, youthful. Because she's sixty-four, but she's very youthful. Yeah, she's very she's active. Yeah. She was not a match for for Gary. Teresa is a good match, but be careful, Perfect. Teresa. She's got money now because he knows it. That's why he chose her. We're very convinced, 100%. as is everybody else. Um, they're getting the marriage done quickly because Gary's like, let's get it done. And it's free. Let's get it done. It's free. And we it's going to go be on TV. And we get to go on to Italy. Listen, I'm not blaming it all on Gary. If Gary was just himself, I would have been fine. But they produced Gary. They made him seem a certain way. And then he believed his own hype. And I, that's what and, got me. But then he didn't come clean afterwards, like when the Katie Couric interview oh, and stuff. Like, that was at terrible. At that point, when you're, when you're shifting around in your seat like a politician, it's it's just gross. Like, if I were Teresa, I'd be like, this is a freaking red flag. Did you see but her Teresa's staring La at La him? Land. She is. Yeah. And she was just staring at him. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. You do. <laughs> what are her kids saying? If that was one of us and that was happening, our kids would be like, no, you don't. My whole thing is, why are you getting married? Yeah. Don't get married. Date as long as you to. want. Live I together. On, because it's The Bachelor. It's the show. And that's, you know, you have to. But I do think, think about this. If you're Teresa's kids and you've seen your mom, like, cry for years and be sad and lonely. Because I do believe Teresa was, like, single for all these years. I don't think she was, like, hooking up with men left and right. <laughs> so I truly believe that maybe they're just like, Mom, I just want you to be happy. Like, whatever's going to make you happy. Yeah. That's, anyway, that's let's, let's okay. talk really quick about Paris and Levin. We know you're doing a whole Patreon well, I just talked episode? about it on one episode of Patreon, okay, but I'm okay. happy to talk about it. My main thought is, as Kathy Hilton is watching this, yes. do you think her thought is, I came off really good. I grew a lot. I think that she feels that way about herself. Like, I started it and I wasn't as empathetic, sympathetic. I didn't know what was going on. But then look at how I grew. We went to counseling together. Look at the changes I made, which, by the way, she made zero change. I think narcissistic behavior usually watches people like themselves even on camera and says yeah but it's because she did it's because the baby wasn't it's because Paris was tough it's because so I think probably Kathy can recognize maybe like oh I shouldn't have worn that outfit yeah like I can see her saying that or being like oh that lip gloss is just not the right oh the lip gloss the hat the hat in the pool was just not the right hat I mean, I literally could talk about this for like an hour because (laughs) I've like watched it and picked it apart like it's a it's a behavioral experiment. Like Like, it it really is. It's crazy. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think Paris is a good mom? No. No. Absolutely no. She's doing the exact same thing her parents did. Somebody else is raising her child. She doesn't trust her own intuition. 
as a new mom, I didn't know what I was doing. You figure it out. Not only that, she had nine months. She did not birth this child. She had nine months to prepare not only the baby's room, which was completely undecorated, like but yeah. also take a fucking class if you don't know how to change mm. a baby's diaper. Like Watch learn something. On YouTube. something. <laughs> exactly. Like she's very. It bothered me so much yeah. that she was very hands off. She's not bonded with that child whatsoever. She and literally talked to the child and looks at the child and treats the child. Maybe now it's different, but like, like literally, like a doll, like, like a doll. Well, and and then dogs hands it back get over. treated. Her dogs. dogs were treated a little bit. Like she would actually yeah. play with. The well, dogs. What, what is she? She doesn't have a role model. Kathy was number one, a socialite, and maybe. Maybe a mother second or third as a priority, but being yeah. a socialite was definitely her number one priority. And yeah. she was probably raised, Paris was probably raised the same way that she's raising her child. Yeah. You know, with nannies and whatever. And also, Carter, I can't stand him. Mm. He oh my God. treats her like a child. You guys. It's disturbing. It- I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And I don't like to say this about like physicality, but yes. a, it's not about his physicality because all in all, he's like a fine looking human being. Like there's nothing crazy wrong or whatever, but it's like, I cannot imagine now I'm a housewife because we're talking about sex. I cannot imagine having like they don't. a physical relationship with they this don't. man. Like, I don't think they do they either. Don't. I think he literally just like he brushes her hair. She how many times? <laughs> how many times did we see him going for a kiss and she's like, the lips. I'm my face don't is mess done. Up my don't lip mess gloss. up the lipstick. Love you. Love you. Weird. Love you. They have Very a strange. strangest relationship and Kathy hates him and Yeah, I think that I just find their relationship so weird. I find her inability to like she says love you the way she says it always like a baby baby voice no matter what and she says that word those words so often yeah in such inappropriate ways like she gives her mom these chanel's right her mom starts like tear up and she's like love you like i i can't and i couldn't stop watching it but i felt dirty yeah true and also paris hilton's house oh like it, uh, the way it's decorated everything those stuffed animals it's not uh, it's not luxurious in any way she's got these weird unicorns and dolls and animals she needs some real intense therapy because she i really like that therapist that she talked to yeah i liked her a lot but she's like way behind she She needs needs to really daily therapy i mean honest to god it's just unbelievable and the, I just don't know how she got so screwed up. I understand that, like, her her experience was a little traumatic at Provo. And not a little. I'm not, like, making light of it. I'm just saying it was traumatic. But I also, and I don't want to sound horrible, but, like, I have a feeling that she was probably a little screwed from before. I mean, she oh, was Oh, 100%. Right? Like, I don't know if Provo was the thing that no. did it. I think Provo was the straw that broke the camel's back, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what her book implies, is that something okay. happened before Provo, and that's why she was okay. acting out. But even the way that, that Kathy treats her now, both her and Nikki, like, she's physically there, but she's not mentally there. She doesn't listen to them. And even Paris's relationship with Nikki, and she calls Nikki her best friend, but their Weird. relationship is so cold. 
It's so surface. So surface. It's so not genuine. It comes from a place of like, we're supposed to be sisters and talk about our feelings. You guys, I've, I've been in front of you for like 40 minutes and I feel closer to you than Paris and Nikki do. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's no depth. No. Can you imagine not being able to tell your sister one of the biggest things that's happened in your life is that you're going to have a child. You held on to this information for nine months, never mention it. Because you're afraid your sister will tell your mother? There's so much wrong with that. Like, Ugh. number one, you must not be that close if you can hold that secret in. Number two, you don't have one friend. You don't have that one person that you're going to freaking open up to your world about that you can trust, like, from th- thick and thin. If you don't have that one friend that you can trust thick and thin, like, through anything, like, you need to reevaluate. Like, yeah. there's something going on there. I just thought about something, though. Think about Paris. Yeah. She's not having this child. Do you, I think she, she honestly didn't think about it that much. She probably forgot. Yeah. I think she was like, oh, yeah, it's happening over there. Well, but she said the reason, and I don't know that I 100% buy this, but the reason why she didn't carry the child is because of the paparazzi and that she would have been followed. And maybe that's the case, but I think there's more to it than that. I thought it's because she's 41 or 42 years old. That makes more sense to me than the paparazzi. Well, I mean, that could be Who too. Who cares? More famous people have carried their own child. That's ridiculous. It's because her and Carter don't have fucking sex. <laughs> yeah, there's some something went something is a mess. Like I think she's she's a little kid. Yes. Stuck in a little kid's brain with a little kid's mind yeah. with a little kid's closet. Yeah. I mean, like they're good. they're she's she's got arrested development. Right. Yes. And why all the why all the interviews and talking in the closet on the ground? What's that about? What a weird what choice. A weird I don't know, you guys. <laughs> okay, let's the move whole on. Thing is I weird. already feel dirty, like you said. I feel lucky <laughs> after talking about I, that. I mean, like, I loved watching it, but it didn't make me like her more. Oh, or connect with her well, more. and that's the other thing I was going to say. She's the executive producer. You'd think that she'd edit it or have it edited so that she comes out looking a little better than she actually did. But I think she thinks she does. This is the Kathy Well, that's why Yoten I think syndrome. she and Kathy are the same, right? They both are like, look how great we are. <laughs> Look at how down to earth we are. Look what a great mom I am. Because they're looking at each other and they're like, oh my God, look at that outfit that we're wearing. Look how pretty we look. Look at our hair. We're hot. Oh, a few more because I can't stop. What about Kathy Hilton saying she's only had Botox a few times? (laughs) What the Her face is, is, she looks like Caitlyn Jenner. It doesn't move. Do you notice in the Morgan Wade, um, Kyle, Kathy Christmas picture, if you literally like put your fingers around the hairline and you just look at the face Kyle and Kathy are almost twins exactly with their faces and neither of them looked like that before no, guys, no. have you seen pictures of, Ky- of oh, Kathy yes. before yes yeah. she looks and like Paris it's yes. shocking it's like but like Paris is like poor younger sister that like didn't leave <laughs> her house so wait do you think I don't think Paris or her sister have had any work do you they, they I, Paris's something. face always looks kind of the same. Yeah. Um, I think Nikki's definitely gotten something, but you can see very clearly that kind of um, you know strong family look. But Kathy yeah. Hilton, I mean, listen, she looks great, but she looks, she looks Kathy looks fake. old. She yeah, looks for old. sure. It, yeah, and for, for sure. her to act like, oh, I never get anything done, and mm. then Paris having all the like, she looks fantastic. 
But all of the apparatuses in uh, her the house. Whole, the full-on med spa Oh, in my her house. God. All of that. It's like, Jesus, that's probably in the dining room. Like, that's how her <laughs> that's how her whole house operates. Just like, this is my spa room. I, it's in the dining I'm room. I'm telling you, when I was watching the show, the house that she lives in, the backyard even, she was making it like, this is an oasis. And I, uh, look, it's a very, very, very big house with a... Hefty price tag. I'm thinking the house was probably upwards of, you know, $7 million to $10 million, I guess. I mean, depends. If it's where I think it was, which is near Lisa Vanderpump's, like, mm. original house in Beverly Hills, oh. up in that gated community yeah. of Beverly Hills, it's probably $15 million. But to me, it looks like it's a freaking teardown because it's so dated. And cold. And so cold. And, like, everything about it feels like it's 20 years old. Yeah. And, and it's so strange when you move into a brand new house and spend all this money and everything feels, it almost like reminds me of like an Anna Nicole Smith yes, situation. Yes. I, was I don't thinking, know. Yeah. Like I could see her thinking that that's old Hollywood. Yeah. There's something mm. going on you guys. And I'm surprised so being that she is Paris Hilton and she's so consumed with her looks that she wouldn't want her house to be a show place. And it's or not like the most like brand new construction. Yes. Top of the line appliances. Like, I really, truly believe that, like, everything was very highly used in that home. And I don't say that it means it's an old home. I mean, a, a cheap home. I just think it's like some of these homes have been lived in. For sure. And but she's so not. You think she's using that kitchen? <laughs> Hair, I know. Seriously. She's using the oven for clothes. Paris is, Paris is like, literally one of the most wealthy people on the planet. Oh, oh, like, definitely. This woman could afford the J-Lo Ben Affleck $60 million house. She doesn't have time to go through a redo. And what's the husband doing? Do they ever sit down for a meal? What it's does he do, so by the weird. way? For what's what's his business? Do you know? He's an entrepreneur. Oh, he's yes, an entrepreneur. He's a venture capitalist. Mm, and he's oh. like the, the head of the Paris Hilton fan club. Yeah, that's what yeah, I think. For sure. yeah, he's at everything. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing you can great. do it. You can do Paris, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Great job. You're doing great. As he strokes the back of her head. Oh, God. Okay, I got to move on. I have to know your opinion with sister wives and what's been going on this season. All the wives leaving, and he just has Robin. And I think we have one more episode. Do we? Or is it over? Yes, there's it's the one. tell-all that, like, please, it, it, like, give us a rest. There's no telling in the tell-all. It's the same shit over. Three uh, episodes, uh, three, and then there's yeah. one more, I think, where we actually finally meet David. We meet oh, Christine. Right. We meet the love of her life. The she goes, this is life. the love of my life. It's my love of the love. He's the love of my life. <laughs> and He's, she's uh, the only, the second guy she's ever had sex with. Of course, it's the love of her 100%, life. 100%. 100%. <sighs> I think, okay, look. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that Cody is the worst man on earth. Like, I would rather have sex with Carter, Paris Hilton, than Cody. Huh. Who would you? You guys, we're going to do huh. F. We're going to do F. Mary Kill. Okay. 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 F. Mary Kill. You ready? Yeah. Let's just based on this episode. Yes. Yes. Gary from The Golden Bachelor, <laughs> Carter, and, uh, and what's his name? Cody. This oh, is very difficult. I'd like to kill them I all. I know. I Ooh. think, let's see, who has the most money? Car- of course I'm going to marry Carter. He has the most money. And he's like, he'll love on you and yes. like probably bring you anything Definitely. you want. I will marry Carter. It's very difficult. I think, ew, they're both disgusting. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I'd have to F Gary. I couldn't. I, I almost I think I have to too because I think just Gary, because I think Gary wouldn't be very 
like it would have he'd be seconds. a starfish it would, yes be. or no he would have to take something so it could be longer <laughs> Ooh, and this then he is would difficult. fall asleep he'd probably fall asleep True. that's so, what i'd so be hoping let's do for that. let's do that we gotta kill cody gotta kill Cody's cody the worst person on reality television we on have television. to kill cody simply because do you know what heroes we would be like oh my think god about people Rue. would be like oh the team's who's you're right cody. you're right because people like gary still and we can't do that they'll hate us no you cannot you cannot go against the golden no, bachelor you have no. to pretend that you're, you're right. on his side <laughs> you're um, right. so so cody is disgusting the most awful human being also like the way he thinks about himself i mean he and kathy uh. hilton could have like a they could have a, a blast the narcissist of tv oh, six pack abs um, Six pack abs and pricks. Got my pricks. It's all Janelle wants um, me for. Oh my god! And then the fact that we spent so much of this season—I mean, sex is like the recurring oh. character on this because we spent so much of the season talking about how hot Janelle and Cody were each for each other. Well, I—that's what I told Anne. I go, Janelle's a freak in the sheets. Clearly, I have no interest in even thinking. I know. I, I can't think that. about it, and I have to block it out. Where do we see this going? If there's a next season, what is it? Because this season, they're all over the place. It's, yeah. Some of it's two years ago. Some of it's last year. Some of it's present. We don't know what the hell's going That's why their hair is so different in every episode. <laughs> exactly. Or like there's six scenes and they all have different bodies and different hair. Um, I think right now we're watching the beginning of 2022, I think, is like where f- technically the show is. I don't think it can go away because it's such a jug- juggernaut for TLC. Like, it does so well for them. I just don't really see where it's going to go. And I'm sorry. I, I love, uh, you know, the girls. I love Christine and Janelle. But I'm not watching a spinoff. No. Oh, it's so boring. It's one of the most boring shows to watch, yet fascinating <laughs> to talk about. As is, have you ever dove into Welcome to Plathville? Well, everyone told me to, and I tried. You guys, I tried so desperately. I was three episodes in, I and I was like, I can't. You got to get do it. It's a lot. It's of, gotten it's a slow. Lot of, it's a lot of nothing. Yeah. But to talk about, it's fucking crazy. You kind of have to watch it from the beginning to get the full scope mm-hmm. of the family dynamic, and then it changes so dramatically from the first season to where we are now. It's kind of fascinating if you go back from the beginning. Well, I started the beginning, and then I remember thinking, like, why do people like this so much? And so I Googled it. Because it's weird. And I saw a picture of the dad now, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was, like, something happened. He oh, lived yeah. together happened. with Cody with his pecs and abs. A lot happens. And also, you've never really dove into Married to Medicine, I think I heard you say. I'm finally starting. I, and when I say starting, I watched one episode. I have a lot of... A lot to catch up on, but multiple, multiple people have told me it's one of the best shows on TV. It is. I would say Married to Medicine, but you have to go to the beginning because you got to see, like, I mean, this season alone, you have Quad, whose ex-husband Gregory is back, married to Sweet Tea. <laughs> Sweet Tea is a person? Sweet yeah. Tea is a person. The fact that they're all on the same season, and these ladies are accomplished doctors and real friends and real friends and it's such a good show it goes through okay. so many ups and downs affairs uh of best friend breakup i mean and it's in atlanta so you get a little dip in of some atlanta housewives oh yeah that i just was talking to someone on my show today she was telling me it's like 
scripted TV in the sense of the crossovers. Like, yeah. It's like Melrose Place and Beverly Hills 90210 situation. <laughs> it is, but but reality TV. It's a good one. I love it. I know it's a lot of time. I mean, you know, obviously we've spent a lot of time watching. Yeah, but you know shows. what? You know what? I feel like we're going to have some downtime ahead of us. And my, my best friend is this phone. And I subscribe to YouTube TV and Sling TV and all the TV things because and Peacock because I need to have access to all the shows. But while I'm like washing dishes, a lot of times now I'll just put my phone or doing laundry. Yeah. And I'll watch an entire episode. And it's like, it's like my friend. I become friends with these people. The Kim and Croy thing, that was mm. fucking crazy. And to hear oh. you talk about it, I listened to your show today. Those kids, what they I, must I, be I going through, what is what has happened to Croy? Is he just been so damaged and abused by her? I can't figure it out. So, He's a different person. Right. But you you think he actually, that she drove him crazy. Well, I think you can say a little bit of both. I did I did hear from an inside source that he had elements of this kind of temper, even mm. when things were good. We just never saw it on TV because it didn't, like, fit the narrative. Mm. And also, I don't think he was doing it on camera. I think he was doing it behind the scenes a lot. And it wasn't necessarily towards Kim. It would be, like, towards a producer or mm. towards, like, someone on set, like, getting, getting mad. And a lot of people think it could be, you know, connected to his football career. Mm-hmm. But... But I don't like saying that it definitely is because not every former football player is like a, a crazy like right. screamer or whatever. I mean, as far as I know, how could you not want to just like scream in frustration if you're Croy watching? Oh, his my life? God. I don't know specifically what is happening in terms of like what Kim is telling him. But from what I saw in that video, it looks to me like Croy is wanting the relationship to stick but Kim is going back and forth and not being able to, like, make a decision because she says that sometimes he's this way, the guy she married, and sometimes he becomes this guy. And, I mean, I don't care how much you love each other. They cannot be together. No. They need to be separated. And these kids, like, who's going to step in? Yeah, that's what Someone I was telling to step you. In. Like, who needs to step in? Someone. But she doesn't speak. He doesn't speak to his parents. She doesn't speak to her parents. The kids are the ones calling 911. Because oh they're afraid. This is the I most think Brielle, toxic. I, I hate to say it, but I think Brielle needs to like step in and take these kids. <gasps> and I know that's the we- I know it's the worst, <laughs> but like they trust her. They know her. I think. I mean, she's their older sister. She's twenty three years old. But if you don't have any other family around, like where's the chef Tracy? Mm, like where she, are these people? If she was smart, yeah. she ran. You know, money is a huge trigger. If Croy found out that she has spent, used, gambled, whatever she did with all that fucking money, I still never believe they had that much money. I mean, he wasn't like top of the line NFL. He wasn't A team. He was no, middle he of the road. retired years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, a young guy. He got a few contracts. He, I mean, I'll give him, he may, he may have made $4 million. That doesn't go very far when you're living in this multi-million dollar mansion. You're spending your money on all this shit. The show maybe made some money, but the way they spend, it was crazy and nuts. And if she has this gambling problem, they have nowhere to go. I hope they don't bring her back on TV. I just, I hope they don't. Oh, I think she's. I, I, I honestly think, I think we'll this see is, her back. But this is too dark. Yeah, like, I don't it is. But see just this. her. I think they'll offer her something. It, this is just sad. It's sad and depressing. And yeah, maybe Andy Cohen happen. would offer her something just so that she makes some money. That's what I like, was thinking. But like, she shouldn't be trusted with money. No, no. 
And her, every dollar she makes, you know she's finding a way to find, like, to spend it on. The fact that during this police argument video that's happening, that that was released by TMZ, the fact that in this day, when you know they're already a mess, have no money and everything, and she manages to say, well, I went to my hairdresser this morning. Why? I'm sorry. Number one, you're, like, Miss Wig. Yeah. You've got wigs. Number two, why the hell is a hair appointment important to you when your life is like this? Yeah. Yeah. You're she's, not a current TV star. Like, put on a hat and, like, figure out your goddamn kids. It's oh, it's upsetting beyond. It is, With her nails, is. she had these long nails Ugh. in her Range Rover. I'm like, why do they still have a Range Rover? And why, yeah. isn't it, why hasn't it been repossessed at this point? And why are they allowed to still be in their house? I, I heard they haven't been able to pay bills for years. Well, I thought they were supposed to be. Didn't they auction the house off? I heard it no, was but like then the they came closure. up with like a month's rent. You know, you can do that. You come up with a month's rent, and then they go, "Okay, everything's held off." Wouldn't and then you, you get want to walk away? Because just the maintenance. No, they have nowhere that. to go. Get a fucking apartment. But they have no money to even go somewhere else. That's what's so sad. You guys, it's not going to end good. No, it's, it's going to be I mean, bad. I'm hoping. I am hoping that for their sake, someone like a family member from even if it's someone that they're not connected to anymore, but says like. Like, if that was, if I was Croy's mom, I don't care how bad things got, I would drive right there and I would jump over. I mean, but I'm sure he would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know? No, it's Ooh, crazy. It's very scary. Sad. Okay, last question for you, because we kept you way too long and your husband's probably like, where the fuck are you? I um, come upstairs and, like, we have no house left. Like, it's all gone. It's like, just <laughs> Kim and Croy are here. Like, it's a mess. Last thing, we just heard that two T's in a pod are going to be taking their show on the road. Do you have any yep. interest at all to go see two T's in a pod? Funny enough, just got a text from Miss Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah, because I know yes, you're tonight. friendly with her. I just got a text from Teddy with the brochure. I thought she was going to offer me at least a ticket. Yeah, right. Um, But no. <laughs> So it's January 25th in San Francisco. Special guests right now are Emily Simpson from Real Housewives and both of their husbands. Oh. Oh. Um, She goes, bring some friends and come. I'm sure we will stir a lot of shit. Hmm. Will I go? Listen, I would go if I got, like, on the house tickets or something. I don't, I mean, no offense, Teddy and Tamara, but I'm not, if it was in L.A., I would. 100%. 100%. I'm not flying up to San Francisco, but you guys should go. <sighs> yeah. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm free. I, look, I, I talk it like it is. When Teddy says wrong things or says things I don't agree with, I say it straight up. I don't I don't think that she is and Tamara, both both who I actually really like as people like individually, I think they both are completely like wrong in a lot of their assumptions and a lot of their things that they're saying. But by the way, like Name a podcaster that you always agree with. Well, or right. name- you know my main problem with their podcast? The what? sound quality really annoys me. Well, and they oh, because- never get it taken care of. And it's not even their fault because they're just talking. Somebody else, the production company or whatever, needs to figure that shit out. Well, is it because they don't, like, does it sound like she's not using a mic and she's just talking Something. into Zoom? I don't that know. and the fact that Teddy reads... And oh. then she walked across the room. And, I mean, like she's reading. Somebody's like she didn't notes watch for the her, show. She's and just, she, yeah, she reads the highlighted points, and then she talks about. It. She's like, <laughs> and then Vicky went here for the day. How did you feel about that? It, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's off the interesting. cuff. When you guys recap shows, do you take explicit notes? Because sometimes I don't. 
Oh, I'm like, Gina, I watched it, but I didn't take notes. You take this one. And then I just can yeah. remember. That's and I know smart. we leave a lot of stuff out. It's more like bullet points, like it, the, yeah. the points that you can speak on. But we definitely don't sit there and read verbatim what's written on in our notes. This yeah. is this was my note from Real Houses of Salt Lake City this week. OK, you ready? <laughs> Birthday morning. Lisa and Monica. Jet ski. Monica and Lisa crying. Pirate dinner. Meredith. <laughs> honestly the reason why i do this and i do believe like i've never been someone that likes using a script in any capacity even when i have to read ad copy i'm like uh so i i know enough like i can contain enough information that if i just put like one word i'll remember that scene and what i wanted to say about it but i think that that is why like some podcasts are really fun to listen to recap shows Watch What Crappens, for example, I love. Love them. And they take notes, obviously, because they have, like, verbatim stuff. But it never feels like they are, like, next on our sheet. Exactly. We went to. Yeah. It feels like they're just talking about the show. Yes. Our biggest problem is because we do once a week. You know, we take notes from a show that was a week ago. And all of a sudden, we'll look at each other. We'll we'll take a minute. We're like, what happened last week? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because we've watched 20 shows since then. Wow, no, I, I seriously can't remember sometimes things I watched last night. Oh, either then, can we. I, that's when we go back. That's why we have to take notes. But then I also think, like, if it's not memorable, it probably wasn't even that good of an episode. And some of these shows, honestly, I don't know how I could ever spend an hour recapping Miami. I'm like, okay, like, they went and they Ugh. drank and then they, like, talked about sex and then they fought and then they yeah. went to bed. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's this show. week's. And you just covered that for us. Thank you very much. Last week yeah. we didn't even cover it because I'm like, didn't feel like watching Miami last week. Yeah, sometimes the shows like the only one that I'm I will not miss right now is Beverly Hills. It's weird. I'm like I'm psychotically obsessed. If we go on vacation, we come back and we have all these shows saved. It's like, what's the first one you went to? It's kind of a mood thing too. Like, what are you in the mood mm-hmm. for? Yeah, there's certain times where I'm just like laying in bed eating Nutella, where I want a certain <laughs> kind of show. And then there's another show where I'm like multitasking, and I'm like, that's a good multitasking yeah. show. Yeah. Or that's a good show while I'm in the shower. Yeah, but you obviously are young and have a good memory, so that's good on you. <laughs> Uh, I kind of don't, but thanks. Donna, thank you so much for coming on. Plug your Patreon. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. Um, So, well, yeah, Daily Dose of Donna is a daily show. And then once a week, actually, right now I'm doing it two times a week. It's a, a Patreon episode. One day is just kind of like behind the scenes stuff and extra gossip, like some stuff that I can't really say on the show. And then one day I'm doing a rewatch of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one with Zach Peter, who's also another. Um, we love Zach we Peter. Like Zach. We've had him on our show. Like I said, uh, we, only, we only have the people we love on. So yeah, no, we uh, love Zach Peter. Yeah. I love Zach and it's fun. So he's got it on his and I've got it on mine. And we, we release that on the weekends, and it's so fun because we're about to go to the dinner party from hell in a couple weeks. Oh, shit. Oh, I know. So fun. Thank you so much for coming that. on, and we agree quite often with what you say. Thanks, ladies. So fun. We just got off from talking with Daily Dose of Donna. Love her. She's so, so fun to talk to. She has so much information. She's so smart. She mm-hmm. knows all the players. She lives in L.A. She's in. She is in in, in the mix. In the mix. And we love talking to her. So I hope you enjoyed all the shit we talked about. I mean, we covered we, a lot of stuff. We literally could have kept talking to her, but she has <laughs> she, she has, has actually a family a- and a life and we don't. No. <laughs> we don't. So we're gonna go on with everything else we wanted to talk about. <laughs> How sad. Oh my god. God, we're one week out from Christmas. Can you believe it? Are you finished shopping? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I keep 
Well, okay. I'm finished, but I keep ordering stuff. Mm -hmm. I do too. For me. (laughs) Well, that's a problem I have. You know we have that problem. I'm going to go shopping this weekend. For other people? Yeah, I still have my my parents and I still have, (gasps) yeah, I still have a couple people. Wow. I know. I'm just, you know what? I haven't, I've been busy working and it's like not been a real priority (laughs) (laughs) for other people. I mean, Shopping it's hard. For other people. It's hard. I don't have that many this year. Luckily, I've just got my two nieces and my kids. But yeah. I've got one daughter, a lot of stuff, and all oh, the evening out is the hardest part. Ugh. And then the other one, I have got nothing. And so I asked her today, "What? What do you need?" And she's nothing. like, "Just pay my crate and barrel bill." <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. "That's seriously? No, you can't do that." I know. No, so I have to come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> can't do the practicality thing we have to say a big thank you to leonor grail oh my for sending us the biggest nicest care package i was shocked oh we got two of everything we got the oil the candle the travel bags they give us a bottle of champagne some seized candy they are such a class act i love leonor grail i love the product and you guys, if you haven't tried it, you really should try it because it's amazing products. We went to their uh, salon in Paris. When yeah, we were no there. big deal. We just went to their salon <laughs> in Paris and we had the whole nine yards done. I mean, and they kind of gave us the works and it was amazing. And their stuff is very reasonable with the discount. Yep. Um, so don't buy it at Nordstrom. Buy it online at Leonor Grail USA. Yeah, uh, Leonor Grail USA.com. Use our code DWD20 at checkout for the 20% off. Also, I do it about my my new thing is I do it once a week to thoroughly clean my hair hair and strip it and condition it. And I leave the stuff, the oils, the conditioner on for, you know, hours before. Oh, it feels so good. And my hair afterwards looks amazing. I'm like, where can I go? Where can I go? Where can I go? Who can I see with this great hair? Anyway, that was our first Christmas gift. Thank you very much. I know, very exciting. Let's. um, We never talked about the finale of Bachelor in Paradise, and you didn't even finish it. No, you know why? Because I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. There, no one's together anymore. No. So what? What's the point? I agree. The two couples that actually got engaged broke up already. Now, John Henry broke up with Kat. Is what I heard. Is that uh, true? I don't know. Kat put out a statement saying they're they're in two different places. They want two different things in life. Yeah, Kat wants to be a reality star. John Henry just wants to go back to normal life. He wants to go back to his diving. <laughs> and what about um, Aaron and Eliza? Yeah, Aaron and Eliza. What happened? Not sure. They just bro- they broke up though. Like within two days, everybody put out all these things on their Instagram. We love the experience, but we're breaking up. The only one that was very sketchy was the Kylie and. Avon, where she said he basically cheated on her and he admitted it multiple times. He said, I'm sorry to her family, my family. Now, we talked about she was the one who wanted to leave with an engagement and he was like, I'm not there yet. Well, clearly he wasn't there yet. Well, obviously. (laughs) They, you know, they shouldn't put pressure on them to get engaged at the end. They do. They should just put, you know, Leave together. Are you leaving together or not? Also, we found out this was filmed over two weeks. So within two weeks, they wanted these couples to get wait, engaged. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. They made it they seem like it was for longer. Like four weeks. No. Two weeks? We thought that. Yeah. Oh, no. Two weeks. 
And a lot of these people, I truly believe, just wanted a, a Mexican vacation. Definitely. Yeah. So it was the worst season in paradise <sighs> ever. Was it? Uh, there's been worse, but this wasn't yeah, it great. It was pretty bad. This wasn't great. I wanted to ask you, are you caught up on the Gilded Age? No. Oh, shit. It was so good this last time. week. Fuck, I can't tell you. I can't talk about it. Damn. I right. know. I have to watch it. Um, so good. This Be- Bethany Reality Reckoning on Impact Nightline. Did you watch it? I it did. It was only like 45 yeah. minutes. It, it was, was super boring. Nothing. And I kind of agree with what Bethany's saying. It's a kill or be killed sort of mentality that it, it makes good TV, but they're, they're signing up for this. Well, that's you, you the, can't the, then that's turn the around whole and thing. blame the network. That's what they're doing. They're saying, I should have never signed without reading, blah, blah, blah. Um, I should have requested, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize, blah, blah, blah. Well, no shit. Yeah. In everyday life, how many times have you said to yourself, oh, shit, if I just didn't do that, I would have been fine. You know, so when you sign up for reality TV, know what you're signing up for. I'm glad they're talking about it. They're letting new people that are going to be signing up for these shows Letting them be aware of what to look for, what to not sign, what to request. I think it's a great awareness. But the fact that Bethany's like, uh, Andy Cohen didn't make me a star. He made himself a star off the backs of us. Uh, I cannot believe she said that. That was such bullshit. And also, Bethany, what about you and the way you treated (laughs) Kelly Ben Simone when she was having a mental breakdown? Oh, that was okay, though. The way that you screamed and yelled at her. She was forced to do that. She wasn't forced to do anything. Also, Leah McSweeney. Okay. You have to have some responsibility. That's right. If you have a problem with alcohol and you have some mental health issues, maybe going on the trip was not the best. Now, she did say she went to try to get, you know, so she could earn money to help her mom. Mm. Her mom, does her mom not have money? Well, also, she has a clothing line. She had this successful business before she came on the show they kept asking her, well, why did you go back if you felt this way? Well, I needed the money. Okay. Uh, experience. You can't complain about something and then go back for more. No, and also she filed an EEOC complaint that was then dismissed. And they did offer her mental health services, counseling services, and to have like a sober coach on hand she's saying they didn't but they're saying they're they saying did. they did right. so who knows what the truth is there yeah. but i think you you well, have to take some sort of accountability but having a lot of these shows implemented like you know what the bachelor has right a one or two drink per hour maximum yeah when they have that issue on bachelor in paradise and and a few on the regular season i think they did i think they're kind of wavering on that a little bit because then it gets boring yeah yeah Leah McSweeney said, when you see somebody blacking out and doing shit that's crazy, you know, like a bar, you cut them off. However, how do they know you're blacking out? The blacking out is the next day shit. Yeah. Like they don't know. They think you're just being fun and crazy. And it is great TV. I'm sorry. When people are doing crazy shit, it's great TV. (laughs) When they're out of their mind drunk. Well, we also didn't realize she had relapsed for the show. We didn't know that till afterwards. Well, like the week before she went on the show. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe going on the show wasn't such a great idea if you were in a vulnerable state. I'm not blaming her. It's both sides. There probably needs to be some sort of adjustment on both sides, but you got to take some accountability. Well, I also think that I like that they're raising awareness. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. I just don't like nothing was their fault. 
That's my problem is take, like you just said, take accountability for what you did, your actions. There's always hindsight. Right. And it's, it's not just, going anywhere. It's Bethany just trying yeah. to make a name for herself once again. And by the way, I couldn't even find it. It wasn't top 10 or anything. Remember how to ask her? I'm like, it's not on. She, and you said, look under Nightline. It was like such a subcategory it for this show. It was buried with the Randall Emmett and the <laughs> yes. Jen Shaw. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Southern Charm. The Charmers are still in Jamaica. They're in Jamaica. Who knew Whitney? Whitney, I'd like to know what his background is. Oh, because God. he says he spent a lot of time in Jamaica. That his best friend. I grew friend up here. I grew up here. Jamaica. He is a man well-traveled. <laughs> Not just that. My mom's stepfather's uncle was Ian Fleming, <laughs> who wrote the James Bond novels. Like, what the fuck? Well, he was just... Uh, I was looking at his Instagram and he was just at some castle with some Duke and Duchess. He, in, I mean, um, Pat is connected. The UK in, in England. Crazy. I don't know how many husbands Pat has had. I, oh, well, that, yeah, that's a good question. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> Whitney's funny to have around because he says this kind of shit. I spent my summers here in Jamaica. It's like, what? Yeah. If it were anybody else, you'd go, yeah, yeah sure. And but I believe totally everything he says, but he's such an odd duck. And he well, likes to get in the weeds a little bit, but then he steps back. He's single. That's why he's single. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so they're all together in Jamaica. This page six article about Austin and Taylor hooking up surfaces. And Olivia has seen it. It's a mess. The way Taylor and Austin handle this is so wrong. <sighs> well, Taylor, I have God. lost all respect for Taylor. What and is her, Austin. What is her problem? Especially Taylor. Um, so they're going to, half of them are going to this blue hole and half of them are going to Dunn's Rivers Fall, which I've actually been at. Mm. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But the way that Olivia explains a relationship with Austin and Taylor, it's just, it makes much more sense as to why she's upset about it. She talked about it on Nick Vial. Yeah. It really shed a lot more light on what their relationship was. And like you said before, it's, it was a lot closer than we can see on TV. Right. So I understand why she's so mad at Taylor. And also everybody thinks they had sex. It was not I, just a one time make out. Don't you? Of course they did. If they were seriously speaking about trying to maybe have a real relationship, they had sex. Probably more than once. Oh, that's what they're saying. She spent the night a few times over there. But for Taylor to put up this act with Olivia, pretending, oh, you and Austin are such a good couple. You got to work things out. That's where the bullshit happens. Yeah, yeah. Also, Shep protecting Taylor. What's up with that? Yeah, he said that um, he's very concerned with Taylor's trajectory. Yeah, but it's like, it's, she's not your little sister. She's your ex-girlfriend. It's very strange. It's, it's almost like he feels like she's a little sister. Maybe that's what a how weird, he sees her. Yeah. Uh, Shep also always making fun of JT. I feel like he's totally jealous of JT's abs. <laughs> well, you know how Shep gets. I mean, jealous. He, he's very jealous. Yes. He acts like a spoiled brat. He throws tantrums. And after a couple of drinks, it gets worse. And he knows that JT has a huge crush on Taylor. Which doesn't sit well with him. Mm -hmm. Now, did you see the girl come out on TikTok talking about JT, an ex-girlfriend? No. Oh. What did she say? He's not, he's not as great. There's some issues with JT, as with all the men of Southern all, Charm. All, all the men in general. <laughs> Except maybe Rod. I haven't heard anything negative about Rod. I did hear Andy say that JT came to the reunion 
he came in hot and and Andy had to tell him you better cool your jets. This is going to be a long day. Oh, shit. You better really? calm down. Oh, he's yeah. all fired up because he's, he's trying to. Yeah, he's trying to make a name for himself. And he's trying to get in next season. For sure. At this point, Taylor and Austin are, quote, sick and tired of Olivia being so upset about them. It's like, really? <laughs> you guys are delusional. She's just seeing this play out in the tabloids and she's embarrassed and she's being reminded again of what shitty people and friends you were to her. And so Shep tells Taylor to apologize to Olivia again. She won't do it. No. She's playing victim. Mm -hmm. And so is Austin, by the way. Taylor's saying you don't treat your friends that way. Referring to Olivia, you shouldn't treat me this way. Are you kidding Is she oblivious to what she did? It's so weird. It's like she they believe their own lie. Everyone is on Olivia's side. Mm -hmm. And then Craig is like, you hooked up with her best friend. Tell the truth. I mean, it was kind of great. <laughs> it is great. But Craig is always the voice of reason. He hasn't said anything. Austin. He hasn't admitted it. Oh, Austin's not going to say anything because the minute he starts talking, he's going to be. But Austin was the one who said they made out. Right. But he's not defending Olivia. He's not saying. Oh, no. He didn't do anything. Right. He's, right. He's remaining quiet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he and Craig, Shep and Craig get into it. And, you know, Shep is belligerent as always, and makes comments about Paige being, oh, you know, he's not on the radar because his girlfriend's in another city. He fights dirty and he's mean. He's so mean. And then JT gets all hot to Austin and is like, stand up be, be a fucking man. God. <laughs> um, but apparently this girl on TikTok who dated JT said he always wanted to be on TV. Like this was his goal. You can kind of see that. Yeah. You can see that. You can. Let's pop over to Married to Medicine. So this killed me because I'm watching. They're going to Napa. Quote, right? Napa. Yeah. Kendall Jackson. Toya's got her wine collection. So they're going there to do who knows what. So they arrive at the Vintner's Inn. And I looked and I text you and I go, oh, my God, that's the wedding venue where my daughter was going to get married. And it was canceled because, because of, of COVID. COVID. And it's not Napa. It's in Santa, Santa Rosa. Rosa, bitches. Now, at one point, Toya did say Sonoma County because it yeah. always sounds better. Right, right. Because Napa is in Sonoma County and so Santa is Santa Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. So they don't lie because they say in Sonoma County. True, but it's it's, it's not, not Napa. Napa. Sorry. Close. It's, mm-hmm. it's Napa adjacent. Over the hill from Napa. Yeah. So then so, we had a few things before they went to Napa. We had Heavenly Melora is telling her that she's going to go to a school in Florida, Florida A&M. And I love Heavenly turns it on. It's all about Heavenly. Like, oh, you just want to be just like me because I went out of state. Oh my God, you're just like me. Well, she didn't want her to go. And no. now it's you're going because of me. Right. Now, now it's all about Heavenly. And then Dr. Simone and Cecil are looking at places to buy. I knew she was going to cave. Of course. She totally fucking cave. She's like, well, I always wanted to buy investment property. So I'm just going to let my sons live there. Yeah, but she says that the, the condo comes with rules and an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So that, we'll see. I, I, that's good. That's another thing that she's going to say. They're going to live there for free for a while. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so the bus ride to Napa, there's always something that fucking Those comes up. Vans yeah, or- Heavenly brings up the wedding and the age difference between Sweet Tea and Gregory because there's a 28, 20 year age difference. And she was just all hot and bothered. And Sweet Tea's like, you didn't want to, you didn't support us. And she's like, yeah, because there's an age difference. You're just not going to mesh. He's a grown ass man. 
It's like, oh my God. Heavenly, no wonder she didn't want you at the wedding. It's very funny. But what about the comment when Sweet Tea said, I'm not going to talk about this no mo. And Dr. Simone <laughs> goes, no mo or no more? And Sweet Tea goes, no mo. <laughs> that was actually so funny. Simone's like, all right, no mo. <laughs> So Toya invited Quad after all. She knows she's coming, but she pretends like, oh, I didn't know you were going to come because you never got back to me. And she didn't get her room. It's so bad. And when Quad shows up, it's like, nobody wanted to stay with you. And she went through the list of everybody who didn't want to stay with Quad. It's kind of, it's just rude. Well, don't invite her if you don't want her And there. also Phaedra and Quad aren't on good terms yeah. now. And Phaedra came later because she didn't want to fly with Quad. But nothing apparently. really happened. It nothing was just, really happened. she doesn't like the way Quad is presenting herself to these ladies. Phaedra thought Quad needs a second chance, but she keeps bringing her around and she blows it. Because well, Quad's she, a hothead. Yeah, she said she hadn't heard from Quad, but I don't know. But then we find out that Phaedra dated Gregory. Oh my God. Well, okay. Let's talk about this. So, quote, rumor has it, Quad said that Gregory told her. So, this was before Quad and Gregory got together, I'm presuming. You mean Sweet Tea? No, Quad. Quad it said. It was before Quad and Gregory well, got together? Quad said that Gregory told her. Quad. I thought it was after the divorce before Sweet Tea. But why would Quad and Gregory even be talking about personal shit yeah, like that's that? True. That's the only reason. I don't know the time frame. But Quad said Gregory told her that he dated Phaedra and that Phaedra then wanted 4000 a month. For what? To date her? <laughs> By the way, she, Phaedra didn't say no. She didn't say anything about that. But well, then no. in her confessional, she goes... Girl, when she say, I have bags that are $10,000. I need more than $4,000 a month. But Sweet Tea confirmed it. That they yep, date. They went on one date. Gregory told her that, yeah, they, they dated. Was it one date? Gregory told Sweet Tea it was one date. But Quad's pretending or saying that Gregory said it was a few like they were dating but then she wanted 4000 a month see why why i don't i can't believe gregory would tell quad that after the divorce cuz they were so contentious it had to be before they were dating how long were they married uh, not that very long oh maybe maybe, maybe under yeah. 5 years so it could have been before it's pretty funny married to medicine so good oh, and i love phaedra on it i I can't stand her because she's a snake in the grass she is. but i still and speaking love of which, her on the show she's going to be on Traders. Traders, I know. She's it's everywhere. Be amazing. Let's talk about Potomac. They're in Austin. Oh, God. Back to Lebe. And does Wendy or does she not know her? This is Wendy's so full of shit and so everybody tired. knows it. I'm so over the storyline. And then Wendy asking NECA if she's smoking crack. That was completely. No, she said that's when you were smoking crack. Were you there or were you so desperate you were smoking crack? I mean, Please. She looks like, crazy. So, she does. And then later on to say, she had to think about the shrine thing. Like, shit, shit. My mom said the shrine. It's in text. Oh, we're Catholic. Catholics. Let me let me do some research. Oh, oh yeah. Catholics pray to the shrine. The shrines are full of saints. She had to come up with this later because she didn't say this shit beforehand. Well, you and I are Catholic. Yeah, I did look I've it up. I've never heard about a shrine. I looked it up. And? And it is. <laughs> It is. There is. There is some reference to shrines, but not in the same context that no. her mom was using it. Oh hell no! And if it was, 
She would have said that first and foremost, like we're Catholic. Do you know what a shrine is? My mother was praying for you, not against you. But she didn't. She waited, what, two, three weeks? And then she's like, oh, let me spin this. Shrine this. This Did is what my mother research. was doing. Yeah. Of course. She's a smart lady. She's not going to let that so slide. over this whole shrine conversation, over it. And it's yeah. confusing. It's kind of a mess. I really am over it. And then... Also, we talked about this earlier with uh, Daily Dose of Donna, but these ladies talking about all the sexual things. Who swallows? Uh, oh, I like when they pee on me. This is the dinner conversation. I, and I, I don't want to hear it. And then Ashley sets up this thing. We're going to paint our coochie. Thank God nobody did it. Thank God. What the fuck were they going to do? The whole mirror thing? All of it uh, is it just, was too, just too much. much. They dig it on Robin for lying last year. You know, it is a little weird. They asked her if she read the DMs that Juan received from the lady. Oh, no, she deletes. Oh, no. He deletes them all. He deletes. Listen, Juan deletes everything. That's just what he does. He's obsessive. Every day he deletes them. Well, I wonder why that is. She does look extremely uncomfortable responding to everybody. She knows exactly what's up. Mm -hmm. And she's just turning a blind eye and letting it happen and just putting up a front like they're a happily married couple and letting him do whatever he wants. So her crying in the car, I get it. She's upset because they keep attacking her. She's the one who brought it on because you didn't bring it to the forefront last season and she was making all this other shit up about other people. People are going to see him out and about. It's going to keep happening. It's going to keep surfacing and Robin's going to keep making excuses mm-hmm, for him mm-hmm. and it's going to be an ugly circle and his kids are going to know about it. What about when Neko was telling everybody that she is going to get remarried and her um, her husband is a titled man in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Wendy listening to this is literally see thing. Well, you can see exactly why she doesn't like Neka now. It's total jealousy yes. because she wanted to be the Nigerian queen on the show. <laughs> yep. And now there's another one and Wendy's not having it. Oh no. A real Nigerian king. Mm. But when they called Karen on her blue check and they're like, you pay for that blue check. She's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I just got it. And they went into her phone and they found that she pays Apple for the blue check every month. And she's like, oh, I didn't know I did that. Now I believe she doesn't or and she didn't know that she was paying for it. Mm. Because it comes up and it says, do you want to pay for verification? And if you just play yes. But if, you, if you're verified, which we're not, but if you're verified, doesn't that kind of open up more things within right, Instagram Right, but that was you? before you had to pay for the blue check. So she was verified. They all had their blue checks. So it's kind of meaningless now if you yeah, have a you blue just check pay, or not. Oh, it you just can look. You're People with it. two to 4,000 followers have blue checks. It doesn't matter. Right. You just pay for it. And we're not, we're, we're too not, cheap. We're not paying for it. <laughs> Then they're at this distillery and there's a crow on the fence and Mia says to Wendy, is that your mama? Isn't that your mama? That's not, that's not your mama, is it? I thought it was actually pretty funny, but they're all like, don't talk about my mom. Don't talk about moms. It's like, all right, well you fucking talk about your mom all the time, Wendy. Your mother is everywhere. She is an actual housewife, a character on the show at this point. And then Candace is questioning Ashley if she even filed for divorce. Mm. Um, Michael's suing Candace. We know that Candace isn't going to talk about it, but I don't believe that there's any divorce papers no. being filed. No, because she doesn't care. She's living her life. Yeah. Why? I don't know why Michael wouldn't file for the divorce. Well, it's probably going to cost him more money. Oh, sure. So They're he's just, like, here, I'll buy with you the a house. house. I'll yeah. support you, and you just zip it and keep it moving. Also, Robin 
when Candace said, I don't want to talk about the legal issues. And Robin's like, oh, can you tell us what we can and can't talk about? What Are you fuck, kidding Robin? me, Robin? Whole last season, we couldn't talk about Juan. Are you joking? Of all Even people. now, they can't ask you about Juan no. and the lady and all of the legal issues Juan had with the Title IX when Lynch was all pissed. Like, it has nothing to do with Title IX that he got fired. Yeah, kind of He does. got fired for cause. And Otherwise, probably this shit. And if it wasn't for cause, he would have countersued to get his job back. Right. And it, maybe it had nothing to do with Title IX, but that's beside the point. He got fired for various actions. Yeah. That he either did or didn't do. Right. All right. Salt Lake City. We're in Bermuda. This was oh, wild. Wow. We, this was so wild. We were at, this is the one time we texted a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit back and forth about Monica. It's so hard for me to determine what is fact and what is fiction with her because so they're, they're in Bermuda. It's Monica's birthday. Is it her 40th birthday? Mm, I don't know. They said you're now, you're now middle-aged or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I didn't think she was. I didn't, there was no forties around. No. Anyway, she's going on and on about how she's never had a birthday like this before. And she's excited about meeting with her family and she hasn't seen them for 30 years. And then she asks Lisa of all people to come with her. She goes on to tell us that her mom didn't show up to, ther- to therapy with her and that she wanted to come to Bermuda, probably to be on the show. Yeah. And she didn't. So it, this whole thing with her family, what do you think? Do you think she was really... Because she came out after and so did Linda, LD Millionaire. Her mother. Um, yeah, her mother. And they have two... Of course, they have two different stories. Initially, Monica said her mom had something to do with canceling the the plans to meet the family. Right. And the mom says, you're not telling the whole story. Tell the truth. So help you God. So what is the story? So help you God. There's various things floating around. What we were saying is when she got the text that her family didn't want to meet her when she was on the bus, she seemed upset. She left. She went to the bathroom. However, we never really saw tears. No. But I don't know if that's just because she has so much Botox and facial work done. I don't know. I'm no, not sure. No, that's not it. You think that she went this was in all the a storyline? And closed the door because there were no tears. Mm. There were no tears. So she made us believe that her mother contacted the family in Bermuda and said some things derogatory about Monica and they didn't want to see her anymore. Now, we got some messages from some people who have been on reality TV who have said it was probably some kind of documentation that they didn't sign to be on TV, they didn't sign the contract, something like that. So they just canceled it. Yeah, but if they know they're going to be filming, all of that shit has to be done way in advance. You're not going to have a full-on camera crew ready to go and then at the last minute go, oh, but you didn't sign the document. You would have to get that cleared way in advance. I would think so, but there could be one person who said, I'm not going to do it now. At the last minute, they could back out. I don't think they the mother... But what is the tr- what is the full story? If if the mother is now saying, Monica, you're not telling the full story, then what is it? So help you God. And it's also the strange full story? that, okay, you haven't seen family in 30 years and you're just going to show up with well, a she camera wanted, crew? Remember, she wanted to go through pictures and it's her dad's family. It's not even her mother's side, right? Isn't it her dad's She's, side? She was talking about her, learning more about her grandma, but I think it is her dad's yeah. family. So why is the mother even involved at this point? It just seems no. Be, I not think it quite is the right. mom's family because they said there's a big Portuguese population oh. on Bermuda. Oh, okay, maybe it so is. So I think it is, but 
something is not making sense. Um, so then Monica tells Lisa that Meredith told her she thinks Angie is in the Greek mafia. Mm-hmm. Now, Anne, if somebody said your family is in the Italian mafia, I, w- would you get upset about that? I by, think, the, by the way, it would be the Irish, the mafia, Irish mafia. And right. I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker. That's exactly pop, right. Pop, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> you think I am? Good. <laughs> I would be all godfather about oh, the whole totally. thing. totally. I mean, it would be Who like. Who cares? It would be clout. Bring it, it on. Clout. And if you think I have that level of. Power. <laughs> yeah, power and manipulation over you. If you think I have that, good. <laughs> it would I would laugh it off and I would go, Yeah, okay. Think also, what you want. I don't the care. Editing of when Angie was trying to get on the floaty and they're like Angie the Dawn as she's trying the to dawn. get on and she's like falling. Over. Oh, by the way, that's all of us trying to get on a big floaty. Totally. Oh, one hundred percent. So the mean the minute that Monica tells Lisa all this. Lisa, the light bulb goes off and Lisa's like, oh my God, it's Meredith behind these rumors yeah. because she did the same thing with me about the SEC filing. And I have to say, Monica knows what's up. She's pretty strategic. Oh yeah. But Meredith, it totally is Meredith. Well, and the way she even didn't say anything when they accused her of it and Lisa went off like, just admit it. You're the one texting. You're the one trying to manipulate Monica. You're using Monica this year. You used Whitney last year to get your story out, to do your dirty work. Just fucking admit it. And she just stayed there. She didn't say anything. Well, that guilt. Yes, She's guilty. Totally. And then Lisa, I will get my cybersecurity team <laughs> that was on great. it. That was great. If you don't fess up. <laughs> They're like, cybersecurity? You know that it's Brooks and his little burner phone oh, doing shit. this shit you think it's brooksy of course it's brooksy little bit of brooksy of course but meredith i'm not buying it she is guilty totally guilty the way she goes about it it's not even it's not even sly she's messy well she gets nervous like she doesn't know <laughs> what to do so next week they still go on about it when they're on the boat i see that and she gets finally gets pissed I've had enough of this. Well, you should have said that in the beginning. Like, if it really wasn't you, you'd be so pissed off. Like, you fucking kidding me? You think I would do this? It's like, yes, you did it last year. You're doing it this year. It's 100% Meredith. She knows where the bodies are buried. Pop, pop. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, Beverly Hills. We discussed a lot of this with Donna. There was a funny mention at the beginning Sutton of Sutton's party and they were talking to the party planner and she said no food because everyone's on Olympic Octavia what is it guys like Ozempic (laughs) it was pretty funny that was hilarious she also said that she's a proud businesswoman that she's doing all on her own now Sutton all on your own with a little help from your $300,000 per month alimony check and you're all on your own you're open two hours a day and are you there well, I've been by there a couple yeah, times closed. and it's been closed. Mm-hmm. So but it's successful for she's four years now. Trying years, to convince us that her store is thriving mm-hmm. and there's hardly any we didn't even hardly see any clothes in there. <laughs> what is she selling? <laughs> cat shirts. Kitty sweaters. Cat dresses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so the scene with Kyle and her therapist, it was 
pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. intense. This is where Kyle discusses that, you know, there's family issues, but not not so much her and Mauricio, but it's her and the sisters and what they've been through. And then her um, best friend from childhood who took her life and she doesn't know why. And this is making more sense now of what Kyle's going through. Right. I don't think she got a lot of sympathy mm-hmm. or consoling from Mauricio. Yeah, that's what she said. Her, her marriage just wasn't that solid to take that on. Um, and then, you know, the sisters, they're never like a pat on the back. Good for you. It's always, well, you shouldn't do that. Kathy's very jealous of oh, Kyle. Extremely. She's just a jealous person yeah. in general. Because Kyle may not have had the money. I think they have the money now that, that Kathy has. But in the beginning, you know, Kathy Hilton had the money, but not the success that Kyle had. Kyle had the success of the being an actress. Yep. And then we see Garcelle taking Jade and his girlfriend out for dinner. And he's just a typical 15-year-old. I mean, he's so in lust with this Jade. God, he'll do, he'll do anything name? she says. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot. I think I would have a problem with that kind of I behavior in my presence. Mm-hmm. It's like, calm down. Stop it. <laughs> I would be with the girl like, why are you so comfortable with me? You should be afraid of me a little bit. Yeah. I do have a problem with Garcelle this season, though. She's just fucking getting involved in shit for no reason. Like, it should be Sutton and Kyle, but Garcelle pops her little two cents in. Yeah, I said that about you. I said there's something about that ring. Why are you wearing that ring? What are you doing with your husband? It's like, you should be mad at Garcelle more than Sutton. Yeah, I didn't understand the ring because they were really sluice. It was a Tiffany yeah, tea true ring. Why do you ring. give a shit? And they even know that it celebrate, celebrates connection yeah. rooted in partnership. Like there's this whole story behind this Tiffany ring. W- what does it mean? They're all trying to figure it out. Now, they know. They know. They know of what's course going they know. On. And that's why she's saying that. It's like, is this all about Mo or somebody else? They're trying to. I don't know. Expose it all. Like I I was like, Garcelle, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you caring and feeding into this? Why are you doing that? Do you want people doing that to you? What do you have going on? Nothing. Yeah, she really has nothing. She's starting Mm -mm. to show her kids a little bit more. Yeah, because she has no other storyline. That's true. That's why she's getting involved in Sutton and Kyle's storyline because she's got nothing going on. Isn't she working, Garcelle? I don't know, but what doing what? Lifetime movies. Yeah, exactly. I rest my case. <laughs> it was funny that Kyle brings as her plus one to Sutton's party, Kim. I know. Well, Kim, she... God, what the fuck is Kim was like? Kim was coloring like... on the walls and shit. Oh, that's yeah. A, we saw that that's in Paris crazy and ass shit. Okay, but literally Crayola on her walls in her <laughs> she's home. She's an not artist. The, not the garage. No, no, no. She's an artist. I mean, she's good, but it's with freaking Crayola crayons. It was funny. She said something about Sutton's uh, place. And she goes, this could use a little paint coloring on the walls. I brought my crayons. <laughs> well, she wasn't lying. I no. mean, the kid's room, she could have she drawn something on it. Um, but poor Kim is just like a nervous wreck. Oh, I yeah. mean, she's so anxious. <laughs> she makes me nervous. But it's weird that Kyle's bringing Kim around. Well, that's because Sutton said that she has no relationship with her sister. So right. She had to so show. she had to bring her. And, well, who and is she going to bring? Morgan, Morgan Her and Morgan aren't out yet. <laughs> Although when she was get ready, she <laughs> FaceTimed Morgan. I, it's a lot. It was a lot. A lot of FaceTiming with Morgan. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're besties or something. Or something. Okay. So Anna Marie, we're seeing a little, I, w- I was surprised we saw a little bit more of her family life. A lot of Marcus. And a lot of Marcus. Or Marcellus. Let's talk about 
what she said that Marcellus told her that she's an eight and a half out of 10. And that's why, you know, even though all these women were all over him and always wanting him because he was a superstar, (laughs) superstar football player. He went for her because she's an 8.5 all around as a mother, as a woman, her physical appearance. And that was supposed to be a a high compliment. I'm like, that's the kind of shit you keep to yourself. Yeah. I don't want to know no. what number my husband would give me. No, nor do we need to know. No, it's weird. Like if my husband said I was a 10, I'd be like, you're a liar. <laughs> and then you would text me, guess what? I'm a, 10. I'm a 10. You're a 10 in my eyes. Well, what the fuck what, does, what that does that mean? mean? And I have cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna Marie doing this esophagus thing to now, Sutton. Did she tell someone she was a doctor? Because in next week's episode, somebody, they're in a car and was it Crystal? Somebody said, well, she told me she was a doctor. She says she's a nurse. She's a nurse anesthetist. An anesthetist, but I don't know what that means. But then she, she said she works for, like she gives um, epidurals. Uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia. Yeah. Okay. But that's not a doctor. No. It's an MD is an MD. A nurse right. anesthetist is... And also, people I heard were looking up the medication, the gabapentin. You can drink with gabapentin. It's for... It's a pain it's, medication. It's for uh, like neuro... Or she has nerve, neuropathy. Nerve issues. Yeah. yeah. I just think she came on way too fucking strong to Sutton. It was like and unnecessary. By, by the way, who cares if she has who an cares? esophagus... Esophagus... <laughs> it was weird that her, she said her brother problem. has his stretched. Ew. We don't, it's we just don't gross. Care. All right. So let's talk Winter House. I'm kind of over Winter House. Me too. But, and Danielle is embarrassing. Danielle and is really embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for her. She acts like she's the cool chick. She cares so much about what Alex is doing, where he's sleeping. He's not sleeping with her. Also, she snores. No wonder he doesn't want to sleep with her. I mean, she really snores. Really snores. If you snored like that, Anne. Oh, shit. We could not. We could not sleep together. Sharing a room <laughs> when we're on vacation. She's so moody. She's drunk. She's going to bed early and saying these people are so stupid. She just wants somebody to come in and check on her. Nobody does until she's asleep. Because she's annoying. She's, she's coming on way too strong. Ugh. And it's a total vibe killer for Alex. He wants nothing to do with it. No, and I don't blame him. Now, when he finally pulls her and she's like, yeah, you know, I, I just wanted it to be fun and we're like friends with benefits. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And then he was like, then why are emotions getting involved? She says, now this is where she's playing with her words here because he said, if you didn't care, how come emotions were involved? And she said, I feel like you're trying to t- have a teachable moment with me. I mean, that was just kind of bullshit on her part. Yeah, it totally was. And then was. he got her back. It, was, it wasn't nice, but he said, you're 10 years older than me. I don't think I could teach you anything. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, he's not wrong. No, I was I'm totally on Alex's side on this. Sorry, Danielle. Too. You're still hurt from your breakup. You shouldn't be doing any of this. No, it's a little embarrassing. So how do we feel about when Sam arrives and right away Malia and Corey are doing their little... Sock, sock, punch, punch. Well, first of Fighting all, Sam game. arrives wearing a Corey's jersey or oh, shirt. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Mm. But then, yeah, Malia goes right in throwing snowballs. He did it too, him. though. He started it with, with Malia. He did. But she, I, I really can't stand Malia. 
I really don't like her. The way she acts like we're just bros. We're just brothers. It's bullshit. No, because you're not being friendly with Sam. You're not saying, hey, you know, we have a silly relationship. She's more like, oh, you finally experienced the Malia Corey relationship. You're full of shit, Malia. Yeah. You want him. You're trying to get him. And then she said something about. Well, you know, when we first got here, all the girls like Corey and he didn't say he was in a relationship. He said he was in a situationship. And she said, okay, well, fine. But what if you were in a situationship for eight months? And Malia goes, I wouldn't be in a situationship for eight months. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Because nobody would want to be in a situationship with you. She is a bitch. She's coming off so bad. Really bad. And she came off bad at, um, a lot of people were complaining about her at BravoCon too. I don't know why. That I think she just thinks she's hot shit. I liked her in the beginning. And now I just, she's so unlikable. She doesn't look happy. She's pissed that nobody likes her. Well, also, how about Danielle saying to Jordan, I think you, you're not in a good space because nobody likes you right now. Because nobody's like fighting for you. Danielle. Alex likes her more than you. I know she was a bitch. Danielle, Total that was bitch. a bitch move. Yep. And then Tom comes back. Katie expected a little more excitement from, from Schwartz. And mm. he's kind of weird. Like, he doesn't know what to do. He's nervous about her. And and then they have another roast. And that was cringy. A roast is never a good idea. I don't know whoever thinks roasts are going to be funny. Somebody's always going to get hurt. I'm just kind of tired of of winter house it's like a lot of the same it's just drinking and it's a lot of drinking it's kind of the same thing on repeat nothing going on nothing going on it needs to end yeah i'm very much over it too many people not a lot happening i like that people come in and out but it's almost like too much i agree all right so let's talk about maths Mm. did you catch up yes so they're on day 15 of marriage and this is where they start, they, they meet with their friends and then they have their little housewarming right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So Emily and Brennan, Emily really thinks that there's hope and that he needs to, uh, Brennan needs to open up more. They're moving in together. Um, she brought so much stuff that it's stressing him out. But this is when he finally agrees to move in. He because everybody else in. has moved in, but it's been like a week And the experts are basically like, you need to fucking move in, dude. If you want to film anymore, you need to move in. But she brings like carts and so much stuff. And but he doesn't even help her. No, like she doesn't all unpack it or do anything. Yeah, he's very self-centered. He doesn't care about her. He doesn't like her. No, but his friends went in. Her friends friends. went in on him, which I thought was a little rude. It was too much because then it makes her look bad. Like she's telling her friends, he doesn't help me. He doesn't do shit around the house. And he's like, wait, you're attacking me. I've known you for a half an hour. They did come in really strong. Yeah. Really hot. Well, it's because she's told them, I don't think he likes me. He said he's not attracted to me. He faked it through the honeymoon. Of course, they're going to feel that way. They're her good friends. But they could have approached it a little bit. Definitely. They don't even know him. No, they don't. They know him through her. Yeah. Not a bad, not a, a good look for her. And her, She's never been in a relationship before. So, I mean, she's and trying she to figure this shit out. she seems like she's trying. I think so, too. I think she really likes him. I'm actually impressed with her her me too because i thought she was going to be a shit show me too at the beginning so far so good with her but i don't know where they're gonna go they're not he's never going to be attracted to her it's no. just not gonna happen no okay so claire and cameron mm. these two are not gonna make it you don't think i mean because claire is so closed off yeah and this whole thing so she brings Cam- this really fucking pissed me off she brings cameron lunch and it's half of her uneaten sandwich <sighs> 
<laughs> no drink, no nothing. Just this half of wrapped up sandwich. And I thought, you can't go get the guy a full meal. <laughs> Even if he says he's not hungry, bring him a full meal with yeah. a drink. I mean, I thought it was just cut, like thoughtless. <laughs> like here I eat half. Here's you well, can have the rest. Well, if you say that, he made her fix a fucking bike with him. <laughs> Well, I mean, he was trying. No. He was trying to say to, that about her. What about him? He was trying to integrate her I into know. his, you know, his geeky she was life. Not really into it, but she <laughs> she, she appreciates did it. him for what he's doing, and he's a smart guy. He is a smart guy, and I, he's got a lot of you know Passions, skeletons interests. in his closet. I think that I he think needs so. to work through. But mm-hmm. so they're having this housewarming party. Their communication's not great. No. Apparently, she tells him to get food, but it didn't sound like the directions or instructions were very detailed because he comes home with no food and she's like you had one job to order food so they have two hours this is what i didn't understand they had two hours he's saying we're right in the middle of downtown denver we can go across the street we can go go to fucking whole foods or whatever and get a charcuterie some crackers and cheese who cares Uh, order uber eats for god's sakes exactly I mean, she was kind of brutal yeah. about that because I think she kind of harps like... Well, plus, she, it's her people coming over. She wants to impress them and yeah. But she's wound a little tight. Oh, definitely. Wound a little tight. So then the friends come and I guess they're all therapists and they start asking <laughs> about, you know, what does your family think, Cameron, mm-hmm. about your marriage? And so come to find out his dad isn't like in critical condition or something. Claire doesn't know. But then I'm thinking... Doesn't Claire ask him questions about his family? Right. Wouldn't you ask? Yeah. Yeah. But, but but he also doesn't have a good relationship with his family. He doesn't. But wouldn't you wouldn't these be things that you would yes. be discussing? But then they flash back to their wedding day and he told her that his parents knew about it. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, it's kind of a lot to unpack too. The first day you're marrying a stranger, you're gonna throw on him all this stuff about your family, your relationship with your family, right, right. all this stuff. No. It's a lot. But I'm guessing that she's not diving deep into his personal right, background. She doesn't and, really care. No. She's phoning it in. She said that they like are doing fine living together. Like it's easy. But that's not exciting. Well I think he's very vulnerable and I just think that she's not making him feel very comfortable. Right. So he doesn't want to disclose anything. Sure. I think he'd easily open up if she did. I think so, too, because mm-hmm. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. But she's tough. <laughs> she's really tough. Um, and then Becca and Austin, it's Becca's 32nd birthday, and they seem to get along great. I yeah. think it's almost like they're looking for things. So they're making this religion thing a bigger thing than right. it is because they we, don't have anything. Yeah, and we to, don't even hear them talking about it. And her friends are like, oh, my God, he's amazing. We love him. Yeah. I so know. I, I know. I think, I think it's nothing. It is... It is a little interesting. They haven't had sex yet, and that's his choice. But yeah, he's very—he's still very affectionate with her. He seems like a really good guy, and he looks at her like when they speak and the, they're talking, they look at each other. Right? It's very nice. You can see they really like each you can other. See the spark? Yes. And then Lauren and Orion—I mm. have no idea what no. the hell's going on. They're divorced. Yes, it's over. And I feel like she would take him back. Oh, God, I hope not. Doesn't it seem like it? Uh, I I think she just doesn't want to feel like a failure. She's way more accommodating to yes. him than he is to her. I, and I, yeah, God, I wish they would just find somebody for her. Well, where's the other guy? I know, and it's so bring fast. It's like they just, I don't know. It's too late to bring him it's in now. It's too late now, but. I know. Yeah. 
Oh, so much to talk about, Anne. I know, Anne. it's been an extra long show. We have Christmas next week, but we will have a show. Um, Why? Because we care. We care <laughs> so much. We have so much to say. Thank you for following. Thank you for the new reviews. Yes, um, keep them coming. Keep them coming. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. There is nothing like a day. Nothing in the world. There is nothing you can name that is. 